Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us and making us a part of your Lenten experience. Over the course of the next few weeks, we will be examining Jesus Christ, the perfect lamb offered as a sacrifice for our redemption. We invite you to join us this season through our Lenten study journal and in our Wednesday and Sunday gatherings. You can find more information on our website at ccgf.org. Here is the message from this past Wednesday. Grace and peace to you. Well, good evening. How are you guys doing? Good? Is it insane that this is our last Wednesday, that it flew by that quick? I remember when we were first starting, I was like, okay, Wednesdays. This is what we're doing for the Lent season, and I was super excited. But it's always crazy how quick time flies. But I don't know about you, but this, these Wednesday nights have been really refreshing. Um, as we're in the middle of our week, and we get to come, and we get to be in community, and we get to worship Jesus, um, just launches you better into the last half of your week. So that is my prayer for you tonight, that whoever you're walking in here with, um, that you would leave refreshed, that you would leave with a peace that surpasses understanding. And so let's, let's get into it. Let's do this. And so last Sunday, Pastor Craig preached on the Passover lamb and how Christ is our Passover lamb. And so he was in Exodus 12. And so tonight we are going to be in Exodus 12. So if you want to turn there in your journals or in your Bibles. Now I'm actually just going to start off with the first verse because the first verse caught my eye pretty quickly. Exodus 12 verse 1 says this. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. So the first thing that catches my eye is that the people of Israel are still in Egypt. Pharaoh hasn't let them go yet. And Egypt for them is a place of suffering. It's a place of enslavement and bondage. They're being physically beaten by the Egyptians and they're being oppressed by them. And they're on the edge of freedom, right? They're on the cusp of freedom, but it hasn't happened yet. And even so, still in Egypt, in this place of deep hardship, God calls them to make a sacrifice to him. He calls them to still be faithful to him. And he gives them a very specific way to do that, and that's through the Passover feast. So tonight, what I briefly want to touch on is that in your present day Egypt, whatever it may be, you are still called to be faithful to God. Now, there's a lot of us in this room And so a lot of us are walking through various different kinds of seasons, right? Some of us are over here and we're like, life's good. And it's been good for some time. You know, we're we're going on this vacation and we're celebrating this thing and we're welcoming this person into our family and this person just had a baby. And there's a lot of joy. And then there's some of us and we're over here and we're like, "I'm, I'm barely hanging on by a thread. And the waves, they they keep coming. And if I'm being honest, I don't think I have much strength left. But the call that God gave the people of Israel in Egypt is the same call that he gives each and every single one of us today. Feast on Jesus. We're called to feast because we need it. We are in desperate need of it. 
If you're in one of those seasons where the waves are coming and maybe you just lost your job and you don't know how you're gonna provide, or your kid is walking away from the Lord, or, or depression is heavier than ever, the only way that you will make it through is if you are feasting on Jesus. See, the thing is that God knew the journey ahead of the people of Israel. And he knew that they would physically not make it without first indulging in a hearty meal that was good and was going to nourish them and prepare them for what was ahead. And the same is true for us today. That without him, we won't make it. Not without his strength. Not without his peace. So in the midst of suffering, in the middle of your Egypt, we have to fight the desire to blame God. We have to fight the desire to walk away from him or say, you know what, I'll serve you when things get better. No, all the more in deep hardship, in times of suffering or in your fight against sin, you feast. And the beautiful thing is that there are various ways that we can feast because we're all created uniquely and so we all connect with the Lord in different ways. But there's some foundational ones. Reading your Bible. Digging into that thing and engaging with it. Being fervent in prayer. Surrounding yourself with other believers. Like tonight, what we have been doing for the last couple Wednesdays is a way that we feast on Jesus. And I actually think that there is one other way that we can feast on the Lord, specifically in our context or in the context of suffering. And that is we rejoice. Romans 4, 1 through 5 says this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts, the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So, in the middle of our suffering, in the middle of our fight against sin, and in the middle of whatever you're walking through, if we, can, if we can train ourselves or get ourselves to lift our eyes off of our circumstances, and we can put our eyes on King Jesus, and we can put our eyes on the Lord then we can rejoice. Last week, we took a look at Revelation 5, which is the throne room of God, and it's beautiful that we get to look into that, that we get to taste that through Scripture. And what the throne room shows us is that we have God Almighty seated on the throne that is above every other throne, the throne that all of creation from trees to ants to animals to you guys, all of us and all of creation is honed in on this throne that seats the Almighty. Then you have the Lamb that was slain for us right there with him. And so if that's the end, if that's the reality of where God is, that the victory is his, that he did defeat sin, 
He did defeat death. What can happen to me here? Like, like what, what, what can you do to me here? Suffering? Bring it on. Because I'll lean into that. I'll feast on Jesus through that. I'll pray through that. And you know what? I'll come out stronger. Because scripture promises me that. And it doesn't return void. So this is your call that in the middle of suffering, in the middle of of crap hitting the ceiling, still be faithful to Jesus. Still show up on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning and serve. Still pray and still rejoice. And for those of you that are doing good, where there's a lot of joy in the season that you're in, Sometimes when life is good, we can also kind of tend to get confident in ourselves and think that we don't need the Lord. But for those that are doing good, you feast on Jesus because scripture in the Old Testament and in the New Testament promises us that suffering will come. That we don't get out of it simply because we're in 2022 or because maybe we were like practically born in the church and we grew up in it? No. Isaiah 43, 2 says this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. It doesn't say if you walk through the fire. If the waters start to rise, no but when it comes. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. So when life is good and it's steady, you root yourself in scripture. You still stay consistent in prayer and you still surround yourself with a body of believers because because one day, You'll get that phone call that feels like in a matter of of seconds, your entire life changes. It's going to shake you. But it's not going to knock you down because you've already been feasting. You've already been abiding in him. In the middle of Exodus 12, as Jesus is giving instructions for this Passover feast, there's kind of this, what I thought was random, and then and Pastor Craig really broke it down in a beautiful way on Sunday. In Exodus 12, verse 11, it says this, In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, with your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. See, God knew that the people of Israel were going to leave soon, that soon they were going to exit Egypt, but he also knew that the road ahead of them wasn't the easiest, that it wasn't going to be the smoothest thing. And he needed them to be ready to go because they weren't going to then have time. Like he wasn't going to tell them and they were going to have time to gather all of their possessions and, and clean up the kitchen and make it look nice. 
No, he needed them ready beforehand. Because here's the thing. If we wait for suffering to hit, to then start feasting, if we wait for suffering to hit to then start praying, it's going to hurt so much more. And it's going to take you so much longer to pick yourself up off the bathroom floor or to feel like the floor finally came back underneath you. First Peter 4, 1 says this. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. So Christ, when he lived on earth for those 33 years, he walked through immense suffering. And he experienced rejection and humiliation. And we're told to model, model our lives after him. To walk in, in the pattern that he set. So it also shows us that we too will experience suffering here on earth. And so that's why I love how, how 1, Peter, or 1 Peter 4, 1 says that he's like, arm yourselves. And in another part of, of that book, he says, prepare your minds for action. And so there's this sense of preparation, this sense of I just can't wait for it to happen to then start doing things. No, because I, if I know it's coming, I want to be ready. I want to do what scripture tells me because it's going to produce fruit in my life. It doesn't mean it'll be perfect or it won't hurt at all. No, it just means that you'll be able to rejoice through it. So I urge you tonight that whatever season you're in, whatever you walked in here with, feast on Jesus because he deeply loves you. And he desires for you to make it through what you're walking through. And he desires for you to be ready for whatever is coming next. So go into those groups, discuss, and I pray that it is refreshing. Mm -hmm.